You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me, of course, is Brian. Brian, what's up? Fa-la-la-la-la. La-la-la-la. That's right. Are we talking about... We are talking about Christmas. <gasps> but... At the time of this recording, it's still November, and it's I'm, not even Thanksgiving. I know, and I'm not sure how I feel about that because, I mean, my reputation is on the line well, here, Brian. But we're doing this. Think about the ministry reasons behind. That's true. This. That's true. Um, but I mean, I just got. I've got a confession to make. Um, Christmas, when it, as it pertains to Christmas music and Christmas decorations. Those don't happen until late into the Christmas season for yeah, me you're, and my you're family. Even me. I'm, I'm an advocate on Thanksgiving Day is the day that you can begin those two. No, that's that's still too that's still too yeah, early so for me. You're, yeah, so, you're, you're like the day before or something um, like that. Well, I mean, if I had my way, honestly, yeah, I would do like. I would do like the 22nd, 23rd. Um, and we, we typically, but we found a good compromise um, as a family. The, you know, we, we do our decorating. Um, we do our decorating around the, around two weeks before Christmas Day. Um, maybe pushing about a week and a half kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. depending on where the weekend falls. And, um, but that's, you know, in that, that point, it's like, you know what? I will willingly, I will willingly participate in listening to Christmas music and things like this. Um, I'm not anti any of these things. I just have a small window. You do. So my window is very precise. It's broader yeah. than yours. It's, it's Thanksgiving Day. Uh-huh. Um, is is when my family usually will start the decorations because I'm cooking Thanksgiving dinner. So sure. I'm so really, they're just doing it behind your back. Well, they're doing it to stay out of the kitchen because they know I yell at them when I when they come in the kitchen. Oh, okay, gotcha. So they're they're using that time wisely and they're they're decorating and they, we have Christmas music on, which I enjoy listening to as I prepare mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner. But then it all has to come down. Christmas shoes. December? No, not that one. <laughs> has to come down December thirty one. <laughs> Mm, December thirty one. That's December thirty one. See, we're 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 around that same time for, calendar, for teardown. If the calendar hits the next year, it's no, yep. it's got to be in that yep. window. So, the problem is my my parent, my kids, the heathens they are, have been listening to Christmas music now for literally months. Sinners. Well, yes, they are. <laughs> and in part, it's because they know it gets me riled up. So yeah. at dinner time, we'll sit down and one of my kids will turn the Christmas music on, turn it up, and they just like seeing me go postal. Wow, that's that's rough. Now, we have a we have a friend um, that we, in this case being you and me, a friend and former co-worker um, who has been listening to Christmas music probably since August. And uh, and he's wrong. He is wrong. He is wrong. Uh, Micah, we love you, but you're wrong. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I, and I'm, um, I'm a bit, you know, like, hey, you know, let's not look past Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. is such a beautiful holiday for us to be thankful, right? And, and including you know, the birth of Christ, which absolutely, is especially the birth of Christ. But you, but, know. you know, here's here's one of the things that's, that's kind of interesting is is that um, the way that our our holiday dates are structured in general is right around the time of Thanksgiving um, is you know is in the the broader church calendar in ch- throughout her church history um, has been the season of Advent 
beginning. And so leading up like the 40 days leading up to the birth of Christ. Um, and so that's you, that usually hits right around the usually around the Sunday after after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Sometimes it's the Sunday before um, that kind of thing. But a lot of us. Um, and so while there's no while there's no requirement to participate in you know an advent like as as protestants um as evangelicals as southern baptists we don't we don't adhere to a um strict um calendar of of celebrations or of of any sort really it's personal conscience it's it's what we what we find helpful as we want to focus on christ um and so what we wanted to do in in this episode is we really wanted to talk about how do we how do we prepare ourselves and how do we prepare our families and and, and yes how do we prepare our churches too yeah um, to to focus on on Christ to have um, as you know as you know funny as it might sound a, a gospel centered or a Christ centered Christmas um, season in our in our homes in our in our churches and, and just in our in our personal devotions yeah. as well. Um, and so, I mean, of course, most of us in our in our churches, you know, usually starting right after Thanksgiving, that's when you know a couple of, of Christmas carols start to to get yeah. brought into the worship service as well. Um, you know, that's certainly one way to do it. <laughs> um, we almost always start a, a four week sermon series that re- that connects to. Um, connects to the birth of Christ in a, in a significant way. That is a great way. That's of course a great way to great way to do it. Um, with the Gospel Project, we have Christmas sessions yeah. um, for for all ages, and so um, so kids will be focused. So kids and uh, students and adults will be focusing on the birth of Christ in their in their groups for at least one week in in that time, and and possibly more depending on how you how you've structured your time. Um, so those are, so those are, those are some of the, the basic ways that, that we can do that. Um, but in all of that, in our, our preaching and our teaching, focusing on the big, the big ideas of not just, <clears throat> Hey, we're, we're celebrating the season. It's we're, we're, re, we're rejoicing in the anticipation of, uh, the remembrance of the anticipation of the coming of Christ. Yeah. And the fullness of what that means. Yeah. You know, my, my family, again, my, my kids and, and I, we have this ongoing debate that's, that's in jest. It's, it's more for fun. But there's a seriousness underneath yeah. of it of which, what is the greatest holiday. Mm-hmm. And they will argue for Christmas. But then they will ask one of them, ask, well, what about Easter? And, and we have this wonderful discussion about, well, you can't have Easter without Christmas. And, you, can't, you know, and Christmas has no point without Easter. And, yeah. Um, and so this great fun tension and I'm the one lobbying in Thanksgiving that way you can encompass them both um, <laughs> and eat turkey are you but, sure it's not really just that you just want to eat turkey I might have to confess that may be the leading uh, factor you know I, I respect that thank you for your honesty but but here's the thing again while that's done mostly in fun there's a seriousness underneath of it that, that I think to be gospel centered means we have to understand the fullness the, the full implications of what we're celebrating and, and not parse them too finely and, and I think we can do that at times we can it's the birth of christ and we stop there we, we forget right. to think about well 
let's think about the richness of this. Let's think about how this fit into God's plan of redemption going all the way back into Eden, even preceding that because it was always his eternal decree. Uh, but we think about this plan unfolding through Scripture page after page. We think about the sin that brought this, this, this need about. We think about uh, the beautiful imagery in Scripture pointing this direction. And then finally, finally, a baby crying in a manger declared the Savior had come. And then we think, you know, fast forward or move forward rather and, and think about what Christ did and, and his perfect sinless life and, and then the sacrifice, the resurrection and, and his return that, that will come about. So I think one of the things that we, we can do is help our families consider how this fits in the bigger story and, and not, not presume that, that we understand that. Yeah. Not take that for granted, but, but work that in. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things that's really helpful with that is um, really is reading reading books together mm-hmm. as a as a family. And so there's there's a, a few different kinds of books. Of course, there are um, there are you know more devotional fam like family discussion style books. And we'll get to those in a second. But um, but there are, there are personal ones too, and so ones that you can read with your kids. Um, so you know, for example, "My Merry Christmas" by by Sally Lloyd Jones um, is a really nice one to to help really preschoolers yeah. um, get to get to the heart behind what all the what all the fuss is about yeah. at Christmas time. Um, and lovely illustrations, so really engaging. Sally Lloyd Jones, she her wheelhouse really is these younger kids. Yeah. Her writing connects with them so, so well. I mean this is why the Jesus Storybook Bible is bananas um, in terms of how much it's how how many people love it and yeah. use it in their families. And yeah, it, it's, we love it too. Yeah. It's it's great stuff. Yeah, so that that it's a storybook or it's a a board book more more of, yeah. of than a, a paper book. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's designed for for smaller kids. It's as you said, it's it's well illustrated, beautifully illustrated, and mm-hmm. and again, her writing style is very engaging. So it's a great. Basically, what she does is she just kind of points out some of the imagery of of, of some of the things around us at Christmas and how they point to Christ. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of books that I read. Um, over the last few years that I found just from uh, from a couple of different perspectives very helpful. One was more just the the brain teaser kind of kind of piece which is uh, the first days of Jesus. And um, what's fun with that one is is it, it kind of explores um, it explores a lot of the background of Christ's coming and and even gets into some of the possible dating um, kind of things, and so it's it's a little bit more of a theological read. It's um, it's it's fascinating though though to check out. So if you're wired in that particular way, that's a kind of book that's helpful. Another one that on a on a personal level is very very helpful. Um, one that I read last year and thoroughly enjoyed, and it helped me. En- it actually really did help me enjoy Christmas a lot more. Was uh, one by Tim Keller. Um, called Hidden Christmas, and it's just um, it's just short, accessible, gospel-centered um, readings on 
Christmas as, as um, and the the heart behind it the you know and it's it's just so good and so helpful um, it's one that I would I would thoroughly recommend um, I really enjoy um, Keller stuff in general um, his his writing tends to be very very helpful connects yeah. with me in a, in a in a really particular way I should note too that anything that we're recommending we're not um, this is just our personal preferences yeah. these are these are things that we personally have have either found helpful or that we've um, that we've seen and we've liked, um, you know, we're not saying, you know, these are the only things just find stuff that works well yeah. for you. Uh, Paul Tripp's got a, got one out for that's Advent readings and it's, and it's really well done. There is uh, a new one from Matt Chandler, who's actually an author with the gospel project yeah. and even better Christmas. Um, this is a short little book based on, based on, uh, on a, on a couple of sermons, but those are all personal kind of, kind of reads. As we know, the Christian life isn't just solely individual focused. It's so in our families. How are we doing this? One thing that our family does um, and has done for um, coming up on probably four years now, um, we have been reading The Expected One by Scott James. Scott is one of the elders over at uh, the Church of Brook Hill, Church of Brook Hills in Birmingham. I have really enjoyed and found this book helpful. Um, my kids love this thing because it's short. It's super short chapters. Um, we we read it together as really as as family devotions and yeah. family worship time around around dinner, and so we'll read the passage. We'll read the passage of scripture. Will there's always just a little short explanation, a uh, short devotional thought that's there, and then we'll dig into uh, then we'll dig in super practically into into some questions that are that are provided in the book, and my kids. The first time we did it, they were so excited because um, as soon as it was done, they were like, "Are we going to do this? Are we going? Can we start this again?" And it's like, "Well, <laughs> no, we're going to wait till next Christmas to, to do it again." Like, but we want to do it now, <laughs> and it was just a great rhythm for us, and it actually helped us build some some additional rhythms in, into our family to try and and keep that um, that happening. Um, you know, we're not always successful at it, yeah. but but during this time of year, usually around Easter as well, that we we have a you know we get into a good rhythm uh, for, for that because there's something there's just something that's helpful there yeah, to remind exactly. us. So um, so those are those are a couple of couple of things that we can do that you know really involve books, <laughs> um, but but there's other things that we can do too. I mean and. This one is uh, this one's a little bit different because it's not something I actually like to do, but we can sing together. Yeah, you know? I'm but, the same way. Yeah, it's it's hard, but I mean, we like one of the most frequent commands in Scripture is to sing. It's all over the place. Sing, sing, sing. Um, and I don't have a good singing voice, <laughs> so, um, or I don't think I do. Maybe I'm just being <laughs> self-conscious. Um, I don't know. Um, my wife says I my my wife says I says I sing nicely, but that has She's a little biased. bit. Of, but that has a little bit of the the my mom thinks I'm cool exactly. vibe to it. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that with a grain of salt. So if you uh, if you listen and you stand beside me while we're at church, or if you're one of my coworkers <laughs> when we when we sing in in a staff chapel, and you hear me, sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, but that is a that is a helpful thing that we can do, and we have opportunities to do that in in the yeah. car. Um, we can do that at home. My son, he hates when people sing, um, so he actually puts his ear he, he puts his ear hands over his ears and tells everybody <laughs> to stop. And it's like that's kind of rude. <laughs> so we're working on that. But uh, um, but but that is one of the things that we can do um, as well. And and that is that is really helpful yeah. and probably a little bit better than um, some of the Christmas specials that we also watch, which are really just fun bonding time. Yeah. So and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no, of course not. Yeah, we we want to enjoy family and and that gift that God has given us, but that that should not be primary. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the, those are kind of the big beats as we lead, we yeah. lead up to the day, and. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't stop there because the day itself, the Christmas day itself, is is one where we can get so um, so hung up in in all the 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 aspects of of making the day happen, whether it's. Um, whether it's getting food prep for company, if if we have company coming over, or going to travel to visit yeah. someone, or going to serve somewhere, and then there's presents and there's mess and paper and you know, or whatever your whatever that looks like in in your family's traditions. Um, I know some people actually don't do presents at all, um, and there's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> um, but how can we on on that particular day is there is there something that we can do that is really helpful like brian do you yeah. do you guys have any yeah well we any? do and and it, yeah. it, it's the obvious and, and yeah. it, at, at risk of being trope but it, but it's it's important and, and it's beneficial we, we read from scripture we mm-hmm. read the incarnation in scripture and um and, and we do it every year uh we don't do it first thing we actually i think we tried it once a long time ago before we did presents and everything and we just learned our kids were just not that they were not in the frame of mind we right um we wanted to treat them like spiritual giants and they really weren't they saw these presents under the tree and they wanted to open them so yeah they, totally so we do it afterward after uh, we open presents and, and are eating breakfast or whatever and we read through um uh, the the scriptures um usually mm-hmm. from luke Mm-hmm. Um, and just read that together. This year, we'll probably, since Cornerstones is, is now, we'll probably pull that off the shelf and probably go through the questions that that are more uh, slanted toward the birth of Christ and, right. and so forth, and have have a conversation. and And that's one of the things that we that we do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very similar to what we do as well. I mean, um, we will we will read either. We'll we'll either read um, from Matthew or Luke, or we'll or we'll go Old Testament and yeah. we'll go with we'll go with some Isaiah <laughs> as well. Um, but we'll we'll do that. We'll um, uh, with the family devotional that uh, that I mentioned. That actually doesn't finish until like Christmas Day itself. Yeah. So we read that too, and um, um, and so we so that's the, that that tends to be what we do so it's it there's nothing too complicated yeah. in it it's simple it's but it's but it's fun and it's a helpful reminder for exactly. us that it's like you know we you like we we have thankful hearts that we can enjoy the things that we enjoy we have thankful hearts that we um we receive what we've received and we we encourage our kids in in that that yeah. um you know, and part of how we actually do that is we have um, we don't have extravagant Christmases. 
Yeah, nor do we. So it's it's very simple. We use um, we often do a um, a model of something you know, basically something to wear, something to read, something you want, something you need, and um, so in in that that rhythm, um, one thing can basically cover multiple categories, <laughs> um, but we try to limit it to like you know two or three things tops and usually it's always books <laughs> so because we have kids who love to read so yeah we, we we tend to be a little bit more simple on that as well in, in our yeah. because of the the of course the risk of materialism and, and the risk of of misconstruing what it's about and, and mm-hmm. we don't want our kids focus so much on all, all the good stuff we're going to get for christmas that that it's harder for them to remember the gospel that we're talking about so yeah. that's one thing that we we do as well um one thing backing up as well, leading into it, just the discussions that we're having, um, you know, that we're, we, we've talked to our kids about why do we give gifts on Christmas? Yeah. That's a question that's often asked. You know, if it's Jesus's birthday, if that's what we're celebrating, why are we giving gifts to one another? When did, when was Jesus born? We've had that conversation with our kids, you know, so we, we're trying to have conversations leading into this as well. Yeah. Um, and, and, and reminding our kids of these things that we've talked about. We talk about every year pretty much. But but helping them to as best we can to stay stent- centered on this as we're leading into it, yeah. and then on the day itself. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That's really helpful. Well, Brian, I think um, I think that's a good place for us to to wrap up uh, this conversation. Listeners, I hope you found it helpful, and that you'll find it helpful for developing and continuing your own rhythms. We would actually love to hear what you do for for your Christmas celebration how do you as a family um keep christ at the center of everything that you're that's going on in in kind of a whirlwind time um when it's so easy to take our eyes off of him um so feel free to feel free to to drop us an email about that at the the gospel project at lifeway.com you can actually leave a uh, a comment on the bottom of the the post that uh serves as the show notes for this episode on our website uh, so gospelproject.com slash blog. You can find it there. And I hope you'll consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts for for if you've enjoyed this episode and if you're enjoying the show um, in general. Um, so until next time, thanks for listening and we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.